What are the malware predictions for 2013? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Adam Kajawa, Malware Intelligence Analyst with Malwarebytes, is out with his own new study of malware predictions for 2013, and we're talking with Adam today. Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. To start out, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your expertise in malware, please? Well, I'm a malware researcher with over eight years of experience. I previously worked for the U.S. government, both directly and indirectly as a contractor, and currently I am the malware intelligence lead for Malwarebytes. That pretty much includes researching new and unique malware threats, as well as informing our user base of such threats and providing education on how users can protect themselves from those threats. Now, Adam, I know you've spent a lot of time looking back on 2012 as you make your predictions for 2013. What would you say were the top malware stories of 2012? Well, the top threats of 2012 really involved a high rise in drive-by exploits that were found uh, being spread by malicious advertisements, phishing emails, and cyber criminals posing as legitimate users. In addition, the widespread ransomware infections being spread by the exploits, as well as Baker Trojan malware and remote access Trojans, or rats, that seal personal and financial information were we found in, in record-breaking numbers. The big malware stories of 2012 also included the discovery of numerous state-sponsored malware running on the networks of governments in the Middle East. The biggest threats to the users were from drive-by exploits. They had just gone up a, a massive amount, and we were calling it the golden age of drive-bys because of that. And the kind of malware that they're spreading, like I said, ransomware, baker, Trojan malware and, and rats had just been exploiting not only the users' systems, but the users themselves by means of tricking people, fooling people into believing they're being infected by government malware or that the government had indeed uh, hijacked their system or locked it out of, because of some illegal activity they may or may not have performed. And then the classic kind of malware that we see that hides on the system very well and changes almost daily, requiring a more up-to-date and quicker response time on the side of the computer security community. Adam, one thing you said in your report, and you said it again just a moment ago, is that we're living in the golden age of drive-bys. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, over the last few years, the cybersecurity community has seen a dramatic increase in the amount of drive-by exploits being employed by uh, to infect users with malware. The cyber criminals are targeting poorly secured websites set up by users, for example, WordPress sites, to install drive-by exploit code that is executed on the system of any user visiting the site. In addition, the links to these exploits sites are being spread via social networking, fake emails, and hijacked communication accounts like Skype. We're calling it the golden age because of the sheer number of incidents reported daily of drive-by exploits. We could say that this has been happening for the last few years and is really starting to peak even more in the last year because of just the sheer amount of, of vulnerabilities out there in applications that people use every single day. They're targeting commonly used applications like Java and Flash that run on numerous operating systems to obtain the best chance of infection. Exploits that attack outdated vulnerabilities are also the most common method of infection that we've seen because users are not updating their software with the latest security patches. So a vulnerability that you might have seen, that we might have seen a year ago that was quickly patched and taken care of can still be exploited by cyber criminals via these drive-by attacks for a user that has failed to update something like Java or Flash or whatever is being exploited. It's a big problem and hopefully one that is, is going to be taken care of a little bit 
in 2013 as users become more and more aware of the security threats out there and what they need to do to keep themselves safe. So, Adam, let's look ahead to 2013. What are some of the new ways you see malware being spread this year? Well, in 2012, we saw a lot of malware being spread in, in different ways than the typical method. Drive-bys, of course, is one of them. But the method in which the links to the drive-bys have been spread were pretty unique. And we can see that moving over into 2013, things like seeing links for drive-by attacks on social networking sites, communication tools like Skype through phishing or fake emails. We can seem to see that going on. And, and the way in which they're being spread, more than just the actual communication avenue, but also the social engineering aspect that's gone into it. Cyber criminals have become much more, I guess they're, they're evolved in their methods of fooling people. About a decade ago, you could see a phishing email that was a poorly written attempt at telling people, I'm, you know, Prince of Nigeria or I, you know, log into your bank account. And it was pretty apparent back then that these were fake emails. Today, we see almost exact duplicates that are easy to fall, fall for if you didn't know that it was already happening, you know, that, that, that a security uh, notice has gone out or something saying that, that you know we've seen lots of these type of attacks. And we expect that to continue and evolve even more where it, it really becomes less about exploiting the system, which is obviously a huge part of it, but also fooling the user, making them believe something. Earlier in 2012, we saw a type of malware that hijacked Skype and would send out to all contacts a simple one-line message that said, is this you? It said, laugh out loud, is this you? And and provided a link, and the link was a download for malware. But it was very effective. And even, even me being in the security field, as long as I have been, if I got a message from a friend of mine that I talk to often, and it said that it had that link, I would even have a hard time deciding whether or not to to click on that link. Methods like that, which seem very simple, but nonetheless kind of really get to the core of the human mind and, and, and act on our kind of knee-jerk reactions with how comfortable we've become with technology, with using the Internet, with sharing our lives, is really the path that cyber criminals are going to take. Adam, that's a good transition to talk about mobile security. BYOD is a theme of your report. What are some of the bring-your-own-device risks that organizations are overlooking now? Well, in the past, organizations had the ability to set up their own networks and have their employees use their own equipment that's been carefully examined, carefully designed by their IT department or, or whoever's dealing with that. And so it was very locked down and it's very, despite attacks from, from uh, external sources, it was very easy to kind of keep everything where it should be. When you bring in the BYOD risks, it's that users can take bring in their own mobile devices, their tablets, their phones, and they connect them to the network of the corporation, the organization, and you don't know what exactly the user has been looking at, if they have malware already loaded on their system, um, how easy it is for the user to download something from their, their mobile device to the system that belongs to the organization and how easy it would be to spread malware that way. So while it's been happening throughout the years, users will bring in their own uh, CDs and DVDs and USBs and things like that. By embracing this, this bring-your-own-device methodology, it's really a huge security risk for any organization, especially ones that are targeted often by cyber criminals. 
not being able to control what devices are being brought in on a mass scale like that. Just it's a lot of risk, and uh, organizations should really think twice before they decide to employ some of those methods. It's possible to to protect your system or your network only so much from external threats, but if the threat is coming internally, then it's even harder. Adam, one of the predictions you make is that we're going to see smarter users in 2013. How do you see this happening? Well, with as much cyber crime activity as we've been seeing, the media is really picking up on it. We see lots of news articles every day, blogs, things on, on television that talk about cyber crime and just how it's just rampant. It's everywhere. The average user should be seeing these things. They should, it's kind of in their face now. They don't have a choice. And beyond that, the fact that even some people who consider themselves fairly computer savvy have been infected with things like ransomware. Uh, I personally have known numerous people just face-to-face that had been infected by ransomware without ever doing anything that they would consider unsecure. So having that kind of experience, seeing it on the news, hearing it from friends and family, it's really going to inspire people to become more security conscious. And hopefully in, in 2013, we will see that reflected in how successful the malware threats are. Because if users are updating more often, if they're, they're employing the use of security tools like ad blockers and antivirus and any malware tools, and if they're being a little more safe and cautious when they're on the Internet, then the, the activity of cyber criminals will probably start to drop. Well, let's talk about what organizations can do. I'd be curious, one, what they can do to encourage smarter users to increase awareness and get people to be downloading updates, especially to their mobile devices. But what are some of the effective countermeasures that organizations can explore as well? Yeah, education is the best tool, in my opinion. While there's, there's definitely corporations that go out and they, they make mandatory training for cybersecurity, uh, I don't think that they drill it in hard enough. Having having users maybe experiment or or try out a, a sample infection to see what it's actually like, to see what would actually happen. It's one thing to read on a piece of paper that says you're going to get infected if you do this. It's another to actually practice it. And uh, you know, organizations might want to try to have uh, to you know employ the use of like penetration testing teams that come in and attempt to exploit the network and see how how easy it is for them, because that's just the best way. I mean, anyone would have a much more effective time retaining information, retaining and and, and employing security practices into their everyday routine if they know what can happen. I mean, if they've seen what can happen. (laughs) So not making it a, not, not just relying on the IT department and not just relying on, you know, quarterly training that that's done via websites or, or, for 20 minutes, uh, but making computer security and, and really information security, period, a very large and very important part of, of every employee's day, every person's day, can really go a very long way. Adam, just one last question I'd like to ask you. Everybody sort of has an opinion on whether 2013 is or is not going to be the year of mobile malware. Where do you come down on that question? I think that we will see some very, very advanced and very dangerous malware being released in 2013 for for mobile devices. People are using them more and more every single day and relying on them for their information, for their paying bills, checking their bank accounts, talking to friends and family, just leaving their their desktops at home. Uh, Why do they need them? So 
the, the natural progression for cyber criminals is to evolve their practices for the mobile platforms. It's a little different. They're designed differently than, than most, you know, Windows PCs. So the initial jump to mobile malware is, is has been, like it's been, a little bit rough. Uh, haven't seen just anything that is impossible to stop yet, but it's coming. And as soon as the, uh, the cyber criminals figure it out how to do it, then they'll be on top of that. So it would be everyone's best thought process to, to start securing their, their phones and their, their mobile devices, installing what T-malware, antivirus products are out there, apps are out there right now to try and secure the systems and secure their mobile devices before it's too late because we will most likely see the biggest and, and most dangerous mobile malware without ever knowing that it exists right beneath our noses. Very good. Adam, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. We've been talking about malware trends for 2013. I've been talking with Adam Kajawa. He's the Malware Intelligence Analyst with Malware Bytes. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.